Hi, we are Kim and Sherry Babcock, and we are privileged to be the national directors of King's Castle Argentina, a ministry that God is using in a mighty way to impact this nation and other parts of the world. We have 10 staff members that we pour ourselves into, and they in turn train the groups of teenagers. And they are seeing so many awesome things happen during those training weekends. Estoy trabajando en la zona de misiones de Argentina, y allí hay una chica que su nombre es Blanca. Ella tenía una enfermedad de nacimiento, sus tendones eran más cortos, y a partir de la capacitación ella pudo ser sanada cuando su equipo oró por ella y recibió su sanidad y pudo hacer coreografías y danzar todo el fin de semana. One of the strong points of this ministry, we believe that God wants to use this generation now at this age, between 12 and 18 years old. Many of these kids are learning how to develop their spiritual gifts. We are seeing kids develop in the word of knowledge, in words of wisdom. As they wait on God, God gives them clues of people that they are to reach out on the street, in their schools. Y quería compartirles durante una reunión en Castillo del Rey, no solamente los adolescentes fueron recibiendo sanidades, sino de que también ellos comenzaron a orar por otros chicos y ellos comenzaron a ser sanados. Y creo que el Espíritu Santo en este tiempo no solamente quiere usar a gente reconocida, sino también adolescentes, niños, y también lo puede, te puede usar a vos. Muchos de nuestros adolescentes han crecido en hogares completamente destruidos, muchos con la ausencia de los padres, de ambos o de uno. Muchos han crecido siendo víctimas de tanto abuso sexual como físico y verbal. Y Dios nos ha dado la oportunidad de ministrar a esta generación administrar a sus corazones y sabemos que estamos levantando una generación de líderes que son tanto como padres y así como hermanos mayores de esta generación huérfana. It is worth it. What God is doing in this country, it is worth being in missions. It is worth supporting missions. We thank you for standing behind us. We are seeing this generation in Argentina impacted for the cause of Jesus. Thank you, faithful churches. You have kept us on the field, and we are so appreciative. Thank you for your prayers, for your financial support, for sending teams, for those one-time gifts that help us finish our projects. Thank you so much. Your faithful support has allowed God to raise up in this country 120 teams, which reached over 80,000 people in 2012, and we had over 20,000 decisions for Jesus. It has paid off all that you have invested in this ministry. Thank you so much, churches that have stood behind us and prayed for us. God bless you. This is what you're sowing into. Thank you so much. These teenagers are just incredible. They're 12 to 18-year-olds. And uh, our castle staff, Jessica, I have a picture of our staff. Up there, they're the ones that um, that we spend much time. We pour into them. We work with them on on character things. We work on them on ministry things. We just doctrinal things, all kinds of stuff. And they're um, each one of those kids are in charge of a province or more. Sometimes they have two or three provinces that they're in charge of. So we have sometimes that this 18-year-old that was talking about Blanca, um, Melissa. She was 18 years old when she saw that, and she's in charge of a province and, and a bunch of kids up there. It's just amazing what God will do with teenagers that believe that God wants to use them. And so we're excited about what God wants to do with your kids here too, and not just the kids, the adults. How many of you know that um, God wants to use this generation? When I say this generation, I'm talking about from the, the one-hour-olds all the way up to the 89-year-olds, you know? He wants to use each one of us. You know, people my age, our job is to look at these teenagers and say, you are a mighty man of God. You are a mighty woman of God. God has a wonderful destiny for you because you know what? This is an orphaned generation. Many of the kids that we work with do not have dads or their moms have abandoned them. It's just, it's amazing. We don't, it's like, you know, before you would have kids come in and, and some would be hurting and, and most of them would be from normal situations. Now probably 90% are hurting and you might have, if you're lucky, 10% from a normal situation. And so we're dealing with kids that come in with tremendous hurts. We have a girl named Celeste. She's 13 years old. And um, Kata, I have a picture of Mati and Kata. 
and they are the ones that are taking our place while we're here. We're in constant communication with them. They're 22 and 24, just incredible kids, just amazing. I, we have some stories we'll be telling about them, but Katya was ministering, and at the end, she was getting ready to leave, and there was a little girl in the back, and she said, Celeste, why are you still here? And she said, I am not leaving until I get the Holy Spirit. And she said, okay. And so she prayed with her to receive the Holy Spirit. Nothing happened. So she said, Celeste, is there anyone you need to forgive? She said, yeah. I need to forgive my mom because she, she beats me every time I come home from a castle meeting. She doesn't want me at church. She said, but I go, I have to go anyway, but I need to forgive her. So she said, are you willing? Because forgiveness is a decision. It's not a feeling. She said, yes, I'm willing. So she forgave Castle, or for her, she forgave her mother. She said, is anyone else? Yeah, I need to forgive my castle leader. Why? Well, because sometimes he'll be, he's really busy and he gets back from college and he doesn't have time to, to really prepare a, a, a message, so we play games. And I cannot survive on just games. I have to have something of the word in order to make it in my house. Well, we talked to that castle leader. So that won't happen anymore. So she forgave him, and immediately she got baptized in the Holy Spirit. So about three weeks later, Kate had come back through that area, and she saw Celeste again. And Celeste was kind of over on the side, and she looked a little bit depressed. And she said, Celeste, are you okay? And she said, oh, Kata, since I've got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, my mother has just gone crazy. She's just nuts. I mean, before she'd hit me, and now it's just so much more violent. And she said, but you know what? I'm sorry. I should not complain because I have the precious Holy Spirit, and he's so worth it. It's okay. You know, and some kids have it really bad, so I really shouldn't complain. This is Celeste, our little 13-year-old. Let me tell you guys, God is alive and well in this generation, and you can read the papers, and you can read all of the horrendous things that kids are doing nowadays, but let me tell you, there's another side of it that you're not going to get by listening to CNN. That's why we have newsletters, to let you know what God is doing on the other side. He's filling kids with the Holy Spirit. We had one group, 27 new kids came up. Now, when I say new kids, we're not talking about the church kids. We're talking about the ones that these, the castle kids have gone out on the streets and gone to their schools, and they've led to Jesus. They bring them in, and these kids don't know anything about God but they know they have a big hole in their heart and God just filled it. They know that much. So we bring them in and we give them classes and then we get them into the ministry. Well, when they come into the ministry, we have times of teaching them about, um, they'll learn human videos, they'll learn choreographies, and we'll have ministry times to bring them deeper in. And during the first ministry time, Karen, I have a girl named Karen, She's up there. She was ministering to these kids, and there were 27. When she just ministered to a group of 120, so we can have, you know, between, you know, 20 and, and 150, depending on where we're at and which group and how many want, need to be trained. So these kids were just coming into the ministry for the first time. We don't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit because we want to make sure they're really saved, okay? And then when they come in, they have prerequisites that they have to do during the next six months and then they go to level two and that's all about the Holy Spirit and we try to make sure every one of them have a chance to get baptized in the Holy Spirit at that point. But you know what? The Holy Spirit does what he wants to do. And so here we are in this first, these 27, you know, kids come in. They barely know who Jesus is, but man, they want him with all of their heart. And right in the middle of the first ministry session, three of them get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just glorious. Well, the next day they continue on with the training and 24 more get baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, that night they were laying on the floor till one o'clock in the morning, laughing and crying and repenting and happy and just, and Karen said, Sherry, I was so tired. It was one o'clock in the morning. All I wanted to do was go to bed and I couldn't get them off the floor to stop praying. And they're like, what a problem. <laughs> Amazing. But these kids had touched God, the thing that they were created for, they had finally found. And they didn't want to let, they just don't, didn't want to stop. And let me tell you, God has so many awesome, awesome things. We have a young man named um, Lucas, Lucas Marin. And at 17 years old, he was their castle leader. And I'll tell you, he put together a team. Actually, he was even younger when he became castle leader. We have a competition, who's going to raise the dead first? And I think he's going to win because he hangs out at the hospitals more than I do. 
I mean, he's just ready to go. And he has taught his team when it gets too cold to go out on the streets. I mean, they get on buses. They're crazy. They'll do it all. And so it got too cold. There was nobody outside to minister to. So he said to his team, okay, let's go to the hospital. So he went into the hospital. They went into the emergency room. They sat down to minister to people and promptly were all kicked out. Because, you know, when, when all of a sudden 15 kids in red shirts come into a hospital emergency room, you know, people get a little nervous. And so they kicked him out, and so they met outside, and he says, okay, huddle up, huddle up. All right, next week, same time, different shirts. <laughs> okay, so they did. They all came dressed differently. They met out there, and then they said, okay, two by twos in all of the different entrances. Go through anybody's fair game, and we'll meet back here at certain times. So they did. Let me tell you, sneaking into the hospitals, wouldn't you rather have them sneaking into hospitals than sneaking guns into schools? I mean, isn't this better, huh? Okay, so there they are, armed and dangerous with their scriptures and their name of Jesus, and they get through the, the security somehow, and they pray for people, and somehow, Carlos, and I'm sorry, Jessica, I don't have a picture of Carlos. These things happen too quick. I just can't keep up with my pictures. But Carlos ends up in the, um, in the cancer ward, the children's cancer ward. And he's standing beside a lady who's crying over her baby. Now, her baby was diagnosed with cancer. It was a rare kind. And they said, you know what, we're going to have to, she's, she was crying. And he said, well, what's going on? And she said, well, they want to take my baby to Buenos Aires. And this was in Mendoza, which is a 16-hour bus ride, okay? She said, I don't have the money. I don't know how, what I'm going to do. I don't want to let my baby go there. I don't know if she's going to get better. And she was just heartbroken. And Carlos said, something rose up on the inside of me. And I said, she is not going to Buenos Aires. And the mom looked at him. And he said, can I pray for her? Oh, okay. And he prayed for her. And then he left. Well, they all met later on back. What had happened is that the two-by-twos, as they, as they got done praying for people, they ended up back in that emergency area. And they would just kind of slide down, sit beside someone. And he, oh, can I pray for you for that? Well, okay. And so it was kind of like, you know, it was, um, um, I can't think of my word in English. I don't think that'll work either. But anyway, they, <laughs> you know, in camouflage, you know, you just kind of slide in and, you know, no one knows that you're there. Well, that's, what was it? Undercover. Yeah, that, undercover, that's what it was. So they were doing this <laughs> undercover and, and people, but you know what? People were getting healed and things were calming down, you know, people upset and all of a sudden they're calm and suddenly... That security that had sent them out last time, they realized that they had been invaded. But it, it was nice. It was peaceful. These kids weren't causing any trouble. In fact, you know, people that were upset and crying were now, we're okay. We're doing better. And so just then a doctor came out and he caught somebody praying for someone. He goes, hey, who ought to use to be here? You got to get out of here. And just then the same people that kicked them out the week before said, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. They have permission. And the kids are going, whoa, get permission. This is so cool. <laughs> you know, so here they are running interference because they saw the fruit of their labors. So the next week, Carlos somehow snuck back into that ward to find out what happened to that little girl. She wasn't there. And so he found a nurse, and he said, what happened to that little baby that was in the crib over in the corner? She said, you know what the strangest thing happened? She said, they took that baby out for tests because they were going to send her to um, Buenos Aires, and they couldn't find a thing wrong with her. So they just sent her home. Yeah. Amazing, huh? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You know, we got to meditate on that. we got to think about that. Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of the living God dwells in you? Wow. Man, I've been thinking about that one all week. Just the temple of the, what's a temple? It's a building that is dedicated to the worship of God. So if my temple goes to Walmart, I don't have to worry about if I'm standing next to, you know, a group of witches or anything else. It doesn't matter because I have the temple of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the living God is in me. That's amazing. I know a little lady. We met her on our itineration. She's, I just loved her. She said, Sherry, she said, you know what? I went to Kmart or at Walmart, and um, the lady in front of me had all this medicine. And so the, the, uh, empl um, the employee was, was scanning things, and she picked up this, she picked up this uh, bottle of ibuprofen. She said, man, I need some of that because I've had a headache for two days. 
And so this little lady, she reaches over and says, be healed in Jesus' name. The gal looked at her, and all of a sudden she moved her head around. She said, oh, my word, that headache's gone. And the lady behind the little 70-year-old grabbed her hand and said, pray for me, pray for me. <laughs> Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in her and goes to Walmart. Take him to Walmart with you. God wants to show up in Walmart. Three 12-year-olds, they're looking for people to pray for. It was hot, very hot. Like a, It was um, in Misiones, it's kind of like Florida. So this would have been the middle of their summer. There's nobody to pray for. And so they say, you know what? There's a little old folks home around the corner. Let's go there. We can hug old people, and we can tell them about Jesus. Okay, so all three of them. They went there. They opened up the door and knocked, or knocked on the door. They were invited in. So they went in there, and, and they started praying for old people, hugging old people. And the first person they prayed for was a little lady sitting in a wheelchair, and they just said, hey, can we pray for you? Jesus really loves you. She's like, okay. So they prayed for her, and they said, Jesus, just help her to walk in Jesus' name. Now, she's sitting in a wheelchair, and they call her la paralitica, which means the paralyzed one. So I don't know what was the problem, but I know she wasn't walking. And so they prayed for her to walk in Jesus' name, and can you move anything? Okay, well, let's pray again. They prayed again. And then didn't seem big changes, so they hugged her and said, listen, we're going to keep praying for the rest of them. Jesus loves you. We love you, but we're going we're gonna to pray for some more people. So they prayed for everybody in the room. When they got to the last person, Josefa, the little gal over here, began to holler, girls, get back here. Get back here right now. So they ran back to her. What? What? She said, I want to walk now. Okay. So the three of them, there were three of them, right? They pick her up, and they said, in the name of Jesus, walk. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, walk. And suddenly, she pushes one of them away. Then she pushes another one away. And then she walks by herself around the table. Then she does a lap around the table. Yeah. They got happy. They got really happy. Because they had never seen God come to the old folks' home before. Oh, my Lance, God has done so many awesome things in that old folks' home. You have to read our newsletter to get the rest of them. They're out there. God is just so fun. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Greater is he that is in you, you, than he that is in the world. You have a lot of power inside you. Every one of you have so much power residing inside of you. You know what else it says? In 1 John 4, 17, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. And Jesus could not leave his house without something supernatural happening. That's our inheritance, guys. You were born for this. Like we told first service, when you were born, God got so excited. Yes, she's finally here. Yes, he's finally here. Let the adventures begin. Do you believe me? What do you think? God's sleeping like, oh, I don't even care about that one? I don't think so. Every one of you has been planned for. Every one of you he has been dreaming about. Do you know God sings songs over you? Either that's true or Zephaniah 3.17 isn't true. I'd rather believe Zephaniah 3.17. He's singing songs over you. Ask him to hear some of the songs he's singing over you. Find out what the dreams of God are for you. You probably know some of them, but I doubt if you know all of them. He has adventures of you. And some of you may say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm retired. I'm too old for my adventures. No, 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 no. If you're still breathing, there are still adventures for you. God is so good. He is so exciting. And we just want to encourage you, begin to believe that God is in you. Begin to believe that that spirit of Christ that raised Christ from the dead is in you. And what does that mean? That means that you're going to just get out of your comfort zone sometime and do the works of God that mm, may not be as, as socially acceptable. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying be weird, you know. In Walmart, you don't have to be healed in Jesus' name. I mean, come on, please. I think we've all seen things that have just totally, totally turned us off. And we don't want to be weird. But let me tell you, um, can I pray for you? You don't look, you look like you're in pain today. If he says no, okay. But I want you to know God loves you. See, he's still been touched by the finger of God's love right there. 
I can still leave a fingerprint of God's love on him even if he rejects me. But if he said, yeah, you know, I have been in such pain. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. And you say, Lord, just heal him in Jesus' name, please. Try that out. How's it feeling? And then just go from there. We don't have to be weird about this. Jesus was not weird. He was just normal. And he just talked to people and he prayed for people and he saw miracles all over the place. We can do that. We can do that. What's that going to take? Getting out of our comfort zone. We're more afraid of being rejected than we are of offending God sometimes. Yeah, me too. It's scary to be rejected. I don't like it either. But let me tell you, every time we take that risk, that's God's love language. You take a risk, what have you done? You tell God that he is more important than your reputation. He is more important than if I get rejected. And so many times you will not get rejected when you think it's going to come. I was telling the first service about Damaris. Damaris was a gal who was standing at a train station, and she's 16, 15, 16 years old, full of the power of God, loves Jesus, has learned to hear God, and she's standing there, and she sees a, a young man who's a goth sitting over on the side. And for those of you that don't know that, it's a goth is a, is a culture that is really like a death culture. It's, they dress in black. They listen to death music. They just they have so much pain in their heart that they just that's how they act it out. And so he's sitting over there, and they're not usually really lovable people, okay? And so, so he's sitting over there, and she's getting ready to get on the train, and just then the Holy Spirit says, Damaris, give him one of those brochures that are in your pocket. You know, and her first response is, God, he doesn't want one. Because she's afraid. Because there's a real good chance he could just, you know, blow up at her. And the Holy Spirit said, give him one of those that are in your pocket, please. <sighs> okay. So she walked over. And she touched him on the shoulder, and just then the train whistle blew, which means she has 45 seconds before that train comes to a stop. She gets on and goes. So she knows she has to act fast, so she touches him on the shoulder, and she said, excuse me, and he pulls his earbuds out, yeah. And she hands him this tract, and she said, here, God told me to give you this. Go to the first church you see, go in, and ask him how to find God. Okay. Oh, he, he, you know, and then she just jumped on the train and left. Like Kim says, hit and run, you know. You know, we live in a city of 16 million people, and there's not a lot of chance you're going to find out what happened to that kid. But we have a God that doesn't mess with the odds. Odds, statistics make, make no impression on him. One month later, Damaris gets a phone call by a girl, and she says, Damaris, remember that goth that you told me about that you'd given that track to? Yeah. Damaris, he's in my youth group. What? How do you know? She said, because last night this kid came up to me and said, you look just like this girl that gave me a tract at a train station. She had the same shirt on or something, and he's, because our castle shirts are all the same. And he said, because I was sitting there, and she walked up, and she handed me this tract, and she told me to go to the first church that I saw, go in and ask him how to find God. So I did. He walks in. Um, excuse me, can anyone help me find God? I mean, is that, how many of you would like that, you know? It's like our dream come true. And, the, and so they said, yeah, we'd love to introduce you to God. So they introduced him to Jesus, and Jesus took that pain away. And they said, listen, you need to come and be a part of our youth group. And that youth group just invited him in, just loved him. And when he showed up at the youth group, he looked like everybody else because he didn't have to have that culture of death anymore because the pain has, was gone. So no one had a clue where he came from until the Lord opened up um, and just, just let that whole situation be known. But isn't that awesome? You may feel like someone's rejecting you when actually maybe the seed just hasn't grown up yet. God has so many adventures for you. One more quick and I'll hand it to Kim. We have Mati, um, Mati and, and uh, Nico. They had been praying. We had, were all waiting on God and asking the Lord to tell us clues. Uh, we had Isaiah 45, 3 talks about treasures hidden in darkness. So we were asking the Lord, where's our treasures? And so we said, you know, ask the Lord for a clue. 
where, you know, of who you're supposed to look for. So sometimes they would get things like, you know, a yellow jacket and flashy shoes, and then the guy found that treasure on a bus. And so when she got in, he's like, oh, there's my treasure. He sits down, excuse me, but can I tell you something? You know, and so he starts talking to her, and she was so interested. You know, it's just, it's amazing. And so, and there's all these things going on, and, and uh, Mati goes to, uh, he says to Nico, he said, we're supposed to go to the plaza, and there's a kid there, and I'm looking for a kid with an orange ski cap on. So they went to the plaza, and this is kind of in the wintertime, so, you know, it's kind of cold. And they're looking around, and here's a kid, there's three, about 13-year-olds, playing soccer, and uh, one of them had a red ski cap. And Monty's like, orange, red, close enough. So he walked over to the kid, and, and he said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? She says, yeah. And Nico's standing beside him, and he said, my name's Monty, and this is Nico, and he introduced himself. And, and they talked a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, Nico just looked at him and said, you know, God knows when you cry at night by yourself. And he said, how do you know I cry at night by myself? Who told you? Well, Nico's just a kid. You know, he's like 15, 16 years old. He said, well, well, I didn't know that, but God knows that, and he wants you to know that he cares about you. And this kid said, his eyes filled up with tears, and he said, I'm so alone, and I have nobody that I can talk to. And I do cry at night because I am so alone. Now, for a 13-year-old boy to admit that, that's huge. But you know what? When you're desperate, you do desperate things. And they were able to explain that Jesus didn't want him to be alone ever again. And if they accepted Jesus, they would, he would always have somebody with him. And he accepted Jesus right there in the park because he didn't want to be alone anymore. He wanted a Savior that he would always be with him. See, there are people waiting for us to cross that line, to get out of our comfort zone and to help and think about others even more than ourselves. Just one more. Now I go back. We were in we were in California. My daughter was um, graduating from a Bible school, and she and her roommate they are constantly looking for people to pray for. And her roommate's name is Chami, and she is a Japanese Brazilian girl. Um, I'm not even gonna explain that. But anyway, she <coughs> lives in Brazil, and but she's Japanese. So anyway. They were, uh, we were in a delicatessen, and Jamie's always practicing hearing God. She's really good at the practice part. And she walked up to this, lady, to this man, and he was an Asian guy, and she says to him, excuse me, but do you have pain in your shoulder? And he said, no. She said, well, would your wife? He says, well, I don't know. So he went, and he got his wife in the back, and the wife came up to the counter, and she said, what would you like? And and Chami said, well, I was just wondering, do you have pain in, in your, in, I'm sorry, it was pain in the knees. That's what she'd asked the guy. And, and um, then she asked the wife, do you have pain in your knees? And the wife said, no, I don't have pain in my knees, but I do have pain in my shoulder. And she's like, oh, well, can we pray for you? Because I think God wants to take that pain away from your shoulder. Well, okay. So she walks over to the side of the store, and Chami and my daughter Becky, they lay hands on her and they pray for her, and immediately the pain goes away. And they began to talk to her about Jesus. Let me tell you something. You know what I learned from that? She had the wrong person and the wrong word of knowledge, and somebody still got healed. It's amazing what God will do for us when we cross that line out of our own comfort, thinking, how can I bless God today? I just want to really encourage you. Step across it. God has all kinds of adventures for you. You guys think that she was just doing warm-up, and I'm going to go a super long time, but I, yeah, that's, we usually go back and forth a lot more than that. But anyways, uh, that's good. Great stories, great testimonies, amen, of what God is doing. Um, we saw the Lord do some great things in first service. Um, the one that really impacted me, too, is uh, this little guy over here was visiting from North Carolina, a nephew. He's maybe about he was 12. Well, it's a smaller 12-year-old. Anyways, uh, and uh, he prayed for this lady that had a problem with her rotary cuff, and she also had uh, tendonitis in her wrist, and she had a brace on. And she walked out of here completely pain-free. She had her brace off, everything. She was flexing her wrist completely around, and God just really touched her. Um, 
so we try to, for the worship team and for the sound people, to like change up our stories between first and second service to, so that you don't have to hear the same exact thing because we have lots of testimonies. So we don't really struggle for, and even I'm even going to change the scripture from what I shared this morning so you can hear a little bit more. Um, people go like, why don't we see more of the miraculous taking place in America? And, or we, if we hear about the miraculous, we associate it with like some high flashy evangelist that's asking you to send him money and, and you'll get healed. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Well, of course you know what I'm talking about. And I want to tell you something, that your kids and your generation, whatever age you are, is totally being targeted with the supernatural. If you don't believe me, what's on television? Paranormal, supernatural, afterlife experiences, all this stuff, right? And there's a, an extreme interest in the supernatural. But in the church, who's supposed to really know about the supernatural, the good supernatural? We are. Is that right? We're supposed to know about this, and it's supposed to be like just a part of our lives and not something like we have to you know, sit and meditate or something, you know what I mean? Like, or that we have to get into this, work ourselves up into this state of, of supernatural, whatever. No, we're just, we, we know a supernatural God. We serve a supernatural God, and we should see the supernatural just kind of flowing in our lives on a regular basis. I mean, like on a daily basis. So we live in a society where even in the church world, it's all about like formulas. You know what I'm saying? So we have more information today. You know, Google any theological question you want to. You'll get 100 responses back, right? You know, you, you know go and search out things. You know, we, we've got more information at our fingertips than ever before, and yet we see less many times of the power of God moving. I want to read you a scripture that I think identifies this problem. And Paul's talking to the Corinthians here, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2. He says, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. That's the beginning of what he's saying here. What is Paul saying? He's saying, you know what? I am jealous that you would love Jesus and him alone. That you would not be distracted by any other doctrines or anything that floats through the church. That you would love the Lord Jesus with all your heart that you would be completely devoted to him, that you would believe him for whatever you need in your life. Amen? Now listen to this. And it says, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. And how did, how, what, did the, what did the serpent do in the garden? He was like, you know what? God's holding out on you. That's what he, was, that's what he did with Eve. God's, God's not telling you the truth. And you can know a whole bunch more stuff. You know, how many people know that just knowing things doesn't change your life. It's not just information. It's knowing God in relationship with him and walking with him. That's what really changes your life. I'm not saying we shouldn't study. I'm not saying we should advance ourselves. That's all great. But remember, who, who is really our Savior? It's not information. It's not knowledge. It's Jesus. It's walking with him. It's knowing him, right? That, are we on the same page? Okay, it says, it says this. He deceived Eve by his craftiness of the serpent. So your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I love that. The simplicity that is in Jesus. So what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about just that God wants to restore to the church a simple faith in him. So that people don't come to church and go like, well, you know, Joe that sits across the aisle, he's been a Christian for 40 years. I've only been a Christian for two days. He knows so much more than me. He's so much, he's so much closer to God. Who's, who told you that? <laughs> Once you become a part of the family of God, you are right there. You understand? I mean, you have all the benefits of, as a son or a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we, we, we really actually, what we're doing in Argentina, we're, we're not doing that much except believe in God. <laughs> I mean, we're doing a lot. We're busy all the time. But what I'm saying, we're not making this happen. We're watching it and going, Lord, this is like a, a tiger that we feel like we have by the tail, that we don't know what's going to happen with it. It's, it's amazing. So, so God send, has sent out kids from the ministry. We have a, a couple in, in uh, Senegal in North Africa working in a Muslim nation. We have another girl that's heading to Afghanistan in, um, in February. And they're not all, like, trained in Bible school 
Some of them are psychologists. Some of them are other, you know, doctors, you know, medical people, uh, engineers. God wants to penetrate, get into every area of society. Do you guys believe that? Because it's not just about this, what happens in this, the four walls of this church. It's about you carrying the love of Jesus outside the four walls of this church. We were, uh, uh, Pastor Leach was down with us in August of this year. And I tell you what, I didn't know, where, are the youth coming back in toward the end or not? Are they coming back in toward the end? I don't know. Okay. Um, but I really, because I, I really felt like this is something for them too. But, but he, we, during worship, we, we had maybe about 110, 115 kids in this conference. And during worship, the Lord kept just, this word just kept coming to me, L3. That's why L3, you know. So I'm like, L3, what is L3, God? What's L3? I don't know what L3 is. You know, because like sometimes when God speaks to me or speaks to us, we feel like, wow, that's stupid. I don't know what that means. Or, you know, we don't call what God says to us stupid, but we go, I don't understand, God. I don't understand. And so I said, L3. And so I go, I don't know what that is, Lord. I think that maybe there's lumbar three or something, you know, in somebody's back. And we're having this awesome worship time. And, and during this worship time, the Lord just really comes in. And I said, does anybody have a problem with L3? Well, two girls came up that were born with severe scoliosis. I mean, I, I figured L3 might be easier for God than severe scoliosis. You know what I mean? But whatever. You know, that's how we think. God, everything's easy for God. <laughs> everything's so stinking easy for God. We, we're like, we, we make it complicated. That's what I'm talking about, that simple faith in Jesus. And so I said, are there any teenagers here that believe that God wants to heal these two girls? And uh, we have a picture of the one... Um, is it Don Maurice? It's the same gal, yeah. That's right, it is the same gal. And she'd come all the way from Buenos Aires. She traveled 10 hours on bus to get to this meeting that we were doing in the, in the province of Córdoba. And, and you could feel, like these, these gals could feel how her back was curved. And they prayed for her, and immediately two girls came up. Immediately both girls were healed of scoliosis right there on the spot. I mean, we never... You know, Pastor Leach is getting ready to get, stand up and preach. I go, like, who can't preach after this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could say peanut butter or something. You know what I mean? And something could happen. I don't know. I mean, just because God is there and, and he's working. And we think it's based on, like, on our awesome knowledge and that we have to analyze theologically every point that makes every, you know, not, can I tell you something? Nothing ever happens if you do that except you get a headache. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? God wants to use your simple faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, we need to understand things. Yes, we need to theologically maybe, you know, but how can you explain theologically salvation? You can't do it. I don't care who you are. How can you explain the Trinity? You can't explain it. Oh, it's like an apple, a core, the skin, the, you know, you know I mean, you, 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 you go. and God sitting up there going, that is such a joke. They have no clue. <laughs> you understand? He's just up there, I think, laughing at, a, at how we try to figure out everything. And so I'm sitting in worship here and like the same feeling, the same sense when I'm sitting in worship, listening to the, you know what, you guys leading songs this morning, I'm just like, man, I just, I just feel in my heart, see, and, and I don't know what this means. So you can either stone me out in the parking lot. Please don't throw any stones in the building. We don't want to. Anyways, but, but, but I, 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 I feel in my heart C4, C5. I don't know what C4, C5 means. It might be, is that something in your neck? Is that like a, is that the, is, what, is, what does it mean? You're shaking your head. So, okay. So I felt like there was something between C4 and C5 that God wants to totally like restore things that have been damaged between C4 and C5 and totally heal like the and I saw like actually like a fusion like the Lord fixing, and I heard the word fusion. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but but what I what I know is that the Lord is good and He wants to do great things. So I feel like Sherry, instead of telling any more stories or any more testimonies, because God is, I think we should just go right to our list and pray for people. Um, so Sherry's already shared tons of testimonies. This morning, I shared a story about a guy that got healed this week in a store, in a grocery store um, up in Scottville. We, were, we, were just, we stepped into this store, and there was a guy limping, and he couldn't put pressure down on his heel. And I shared the story how God, well, God touched this guy out in the parking lot. And this guy, he just did this to his heel th- three days before when I was praying for him. 
And, and guys, this guy's not a spiritual dude. I mean, he has the big chew of tobacco in his mouth. I mean, he's just, he's just a roughneck, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I, but, he, but the Lord loves this guy, right? And I mean, absolutely loves him. And, and this dude, before, the, before it's over, this dude is putting complete pressure on his foot, on his heel. I didn't tell him to do that. I wouldn't tell him to do that. I didn't want him to hurt himself. You know, he goes, that's amazing. He says, that was like feeling like nails being shoved up into the bottom of my foot, you know, just a few minutes ago. And he said, all I feel is like I have an itch on the bottom of my foot. The Lord completely healed him in this part. And I said, how do I get a hold of you? God, listen, man, I don't want anything from you. Just the Lord wants you to know that he loves you. And I gave him my card. And I said, I said, why do you want my card? He said, because I want to send you the x-ray of when I go to the doctor of what God did to my foot. You see, what is, what is it about that sometimes people out there in the world that are totally lost, they're not even in church, like when God starts to move in their body, they like totally go like, that is awesome. And we go like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, big deal. You know, I don't believe that. Yeah, you don't believe it unless it's your foot, you know what I mean? And it's, it's happening to you, you know what I'm saying? So I want to encourage you guys that Sherry and I are not up here, like, tooting our horn, you know what I'm saying? We're up here proclaiming to you that the same things that we're seeing, God not only wants to do for you, but wants to do through your life to a lost and hurting world. So how many people that are in this region that live right around here, let's say 20 miles from here. They know all about religion. They know all about church, but they never experienced the power and the love of Jesus in their life. And you guys can bring that power and love to them, wherever it be, the baseball field, the soccer field, wherever it is, the job. And can I tell you something? This guy, it seems so natural to walk up to him and say, would you like prayer? Hey, good. This guy's connected. <laughs> good, you're fine. No, don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Good. We want to read a list to you guys. And so the C4, C5 thing, like some of you, I know some of you teenagers, you guys are out in the back doing something with, with somebody. That's cool. That's good. That's good. But are there any of you teenagers that you like, and no pressure, but you go like, I would like to see God do a miracle, and I would like to see, I would like to be used by God to see a miracle happen. Is there anybody here? Okay, you're there. All right. Why don't you come up here real quick? And anybody else? Come on, we're just all in family here. Okay, you come up here too. I saw your face. Yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. Nobody, don't feel any pressure. Nobody else, you know, if you, nobody else wants to come up, if somebody else wants to come up, that's good. Because what I love is I love it that somebody has never prayed for a sick person before so that people know that it has nothing to do with Kim and Sherry, but it has something to do with believing God. So I love it. When you lay hands on somebody... Do you guys believe that are up here? Do you guys believe that God can do absolutely anything? I mean, you do that in your head, right? Okay, so do you believe that God could do an absolute miracle this morning on what, whoever you pray for? Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. I totally believe that. I totally believe that. So, so some people go like, well, I'm not going to have that kid pray for him. I, like, I don't like that guy. I don't like that girl. <laughs> do you know who they are? This other, you know, <laughs> who did you ask to come up there? This is good. This is good. Because there's a desire in your heart to see the supernatural power of God. And God will be faithful to show up and do what you ask him to do this morning. I totally believe that. So we have a list of things. I'm so glad that people just like quickly came up here. Sure, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> we have a list of things. Go ahead. For more stories, you can go to that website and go to Castle Tales, T-A-L-E-S. And there's all kinds of stories with pictures. And then also on the breaking news, you can go to the Facebook link that's with that. And we try to keep those up. It's hard because the stories are coming fast and furiously. And Linda and uh, Jared will be on on the breaking news one because that was just such an awesome story. And I got their picture before they got out. So anyways, good things. Um, we On the way down here, we were asking the Lord, what's going on in this church? And he gave us a list of some things. And if you're on this list, please come up. We want to pray for you. If you're not on, he's like, well, boy, God forgot me. No, it's just he gives us some ideas to get the faith level going up. It's water in the pump. Yeah, God wants to do all, all kinds of things. So um, we believe someone here is suffering from nightmares. And uh, I did pray for one person already for that. But if that's you, please come up. We want to pray for you. And I prayed for a little gallus morning that was suffering from night terrors, which I didn't even know what that was. They had to explain that to him, but night terrors, not nightmares. 
and uh, God did some cool things. Uh, also, if you have asthma, we want to pray for you. We've seen incredible things happen with asthma, that where asthma has to leave. And I believe there's somebody here named David that's, fight, that's fighting with asthma. And if that's you, please come up. Or if you know a David that has asthma, lay hands on him, pray for him, get him set free. Okay. Uh, Stress-related headaches, TMJ. Hearing, we just, last Sunday night, a little girl had moderate hearing loss in one ear and, and severe in the other ear. She was born that way, five years old. She came up, God immediately healed her, and then she was laying hands on everybody. And they were getting healed. It was awesome. This five-year-old was amazing. So let me tell you, God wants, oh, and then in the morning, a 70-year-old lady had hearing problems, and she was totally healed, and she began to lay hands on people, and they got started getting healed. It was fun. Um, someone here has a broken heart, and God has seen that broken heart, and he wants to put it back together. Someone else has a problem with their feet. Arches. Arches, yeah, but there was other things with feet, too. So if whatever problem you have with your feet, God wants to heal it, whether it's arches or something else. A rotary cuff, one of those was healed already today. We know God, he's, rotary cuffs are so easy for God. Just amazing, amazing how he does that. Um, someone has been putting on a mask, pretending everything is okay. And the Lord knows your heart is really wanting to get that thing off and, and become the real person so you can take that mask off. Someone else needs to forgive themselves for, some, for something. God has already forgiven you, but you can't seem to get past it. God wants to forgive you, and he wants you to forgive yourself. Um, someone here is lost and needs to be found, and Jesus is ready to find you. And um, also lip. If you have a problem with your lip, we want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Ben, I know you want to take an offering and everything. I totally forgot about not about we're not about that yet we need your help but we really want to see God move and do what he wants to do this morning let's just stand up and just Jesus is here oh wow it's really good the presence of God is here if you would just believe all things are possible whatever you need this morning whatever you need in your life David, if you come up too, that'd be great. Just, Lord, we're just available to you. You guys just reach your, just hold your hands out, like hold your hands up, you know, and just ask the Lord, just, Lord, just, we just ask you to fill us up with your Holy Spirit, yeah. Lord, your word says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just fill people this morning with your presence. This morning, we've, we've given a, call for people to be healed, various things. But if you don't know Jesus, He is the most awesome gift that the Father God had, His only Son that He sent for us. You can have that gift in your life. You can know Jesus. You can really know this real Jesus this morning. If you need to know Him, come up to it. If you're on this list, we're going to ask you to come up right now. Come up right now. If you're not on this list, you need another healing, come up and we're going to have people pray for you. Just come up and stand, stand right up here in front of them. Stand right up here in front. Just face this, face this this way. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You're good. You're good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you guys to just ask their name as they come up. Ask them if they're in pain right now on a scale to 0 to 10, 10 being the worst, 0 being none. As you pray for them, pray for them 45 seconds to a minute. Okay? If they say nothing happened, Pray again. Pray four, five, six times. Don't pray long prayers. You're not begging God. God has already provided healing for them. You're just asking God to show up and touch their life. Okay? You can pray in your own words. It's not a magical prayer. Let it come out of your heart. Okay? And I'll come over and pray with you guys in just a second. Also, I believe there's somebody here, um, somebody that's close to you has been recently diagnosed, I don't know, with cancer or some sort of a very, very serious disease. And the Lord wants to touch that person. Wow. Yeah. Uh, even that, per- that person doesn't have to be here. If you want to come up and we'll pray for you, you can go pray for them. And, and I believe God's going to touch them and heal them. Um, the C4, C5, I don't know whether you're in an accident or a problem. There may be actually like a, a disc that's been damaged between C4, C5. 
uh, but we want God to touch that and, and heal. I'm going to give the mic back to to Pastor Ben, and and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do the rest of the service. You could, however you want to do it, brother. Praise the Lord. We're excited for God to be moving here. This morning, we encourage you to respond, not to wait. I shared first service. I just came from camp this week, and uh, I had 12 little boys in my group, and uh, at the end of camp, they had the opportunity to fill out a little survey as I went through, and it was, you know, did you receive Christ? Did you rededicate your life? Were you filled with the Holy Spirit? And then the last one was, did you, have you received divine healing this week? And I thought, well, that's an unusual, re- you know, part of the survey. And uh, as I went through the survey with each of the people, with each of my boys, seven out of the 12 boys from my group had received healing that week. And I remembered one of the boys, we were, we were playing, and uh, they were like karate chopping things. And, uh, and he turned around and he, like this huge sweeping kick, and he kicked a big boulder. And he couldn't hardly walk. And we prayed for him, and, uh, and God healed him. And it was amazing. And it, what I was just reminded, you know, a lot of times it's the faith of a little kid that, you know, we just trust. And sometimes we get caught up as adults. But anyway, well, this is going to be a place of prayer. We encourage you to come to pray. And, uh, and I know there's an offering. Uh, maybe as you leave, um, you can we could attend to that. Or guys, if you want to do that right now, uh, that's fine as well. You could just kind of come and receive an offering. That's okay. But let's just ask God to meet us at this moment. Lord, we just welcome you here to have your will, to have your way. Lord, we just trust you that you are in control, that nothing is too difficult for you, God. Lord, that there's, there's nothing that stands between you and us and your power and your provision and your care. And God, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would just uh, intervene. Use, use us, Lord, as we, we pray for the sick, as we call on your name for miracles. God, we ask that you would be moving. It's not about us. It's, Lord, all about you, Lord, this morning. Lord, have your way this morning in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. And let's worship the Lord together. Uh, Brennan, lead us. And, uh, and the offering you can give, we appreciate that. If you want to designate to the Babcocks, you can do that. You know that. Most of you know that. Um, and, uh, and if you have to go, we understand that as well. But uh, spend some time in God's presence this morning. Our God, and sing with me how great is our God.